pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hello. You are listening to this week's podcast version of the One Life Left radio show. I'm Simon Byron. And I am Steve Curran. So, spoiler alert, we've been using some new recording software this week, which I have to say, Steve, at, right at the start, I was very much enjoying. I do, mm. enjoy, I, I like doing the show. I hate editing the show. So when mm. you said to me, oh, we won't have to edit the show, I'm like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm in. Uh, let's, let's do more shows in that <laughs> case. But um, I thought we had a promising start, uh, which was let down from the middle towards the end with some technical challenges. Yeah, the software has kind of... Um dumped on me and i will i will fire them a tech res- uh, a i'll fire them a tech support request about this although i think simon there might be some secret evidence if they look if they listen back to the show um you'll have heard on one of the jingles one of the news background jingles that it sort of started and then restarted because i right. keep double clicking i think you're only meant to single click on these things and maybe it's just got a bit confused with all my double clicking oh, okay. right now i can't click on the uh, click on the jingles and it won't fire them but i'm confident we'll resolve that pretty confident we'll be able to get some uh, listeners listening live next week uh, which we'll be recording at 7 p.m. on sunday won't we uh, should yeah, be back to normal probably. next week and uh, <laughs> assuming my daughter is back to normal and uh, yeah, we should as well be able to get guests in as well, which is super exciting. Yeah, because the the reason why we haven't had guests on is that a it takes a little bit of organisation to do before they turn up. Like it isn't just you can just open your door and expect guests to wander in. Sadly, and secondly, once they are on, um, there's a bit of like it always takes about ten minutes where you go, oh, can you double check that this is working? Uh, and then it all takes longer, and then you have to edit in, and that also takes longer. So, you know, it's not your fault, listeners. It's ours. <laughs> it's definitely, definitely ours. Um, but it's good to be back. It's good to be back. It's good to be back on Pickaxe as well. Um, nice to have this yeah. slightly more covert conversation with you. Well, I, I mean, so the one thing I didn't, that I had forgotten, was the pressure of finishing uh, on an hour. So my reviews at the end are shit. Um, because I just kept looking at the, I kept looking at the clock, going, uh, like you know, because you need to speak for long enough, but not too long. And yeah, yeah anyway, um, you see, I never ever feel that pressure because I don't pay attention to it at all, and because usually we don't have a clock there. But this new software literally has a thing telling us you've done fifty-eight minutes of the yeah. of the talking part. So yeah, we'll get used so, to it. We'll get used to it. We will get used to it. But I must apologise to uh, the developers of Four Tales and Lego Brick Tales for my very poor reviews this week. 
Uh, um, you announced a new game. But, but, but I did, yes. What, this, uh, since we've been away? Yes, bots yeah. are stupid. Sounds what do you think? brilliant. I'm you like really it? excited. I haven't, there's a demo of it, isn't there? Uh, there is Steam. a demo of it, yeah. yeah. This now sounds like one of those paid podcast adverts. I should... Oh, you no, know what I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all for it, Steve. Do you know you what? Keep, I saw... I'll tell you who I saw. This is a thing that I didn't sell on the show. Who I saw at Reboots was I saw um, the Arcade Paradise people. Oh, Nice. Yeah, and did you hit, hit them? Did you hit them with a skateboard? Oh, you couldn't. Exactly. Well, I saw. First off, I saw uh, Dre, who's one of the devs who I've never met before. Told him how much I love the game, and we talked about it on the show. We had a really nice conversation. He was great. And then I saw Leo, and I said, "Did you know your PR almost, uh, um, almost ruined your score by sending Simon?" the material and uh, and making me cross that I hadn't received a skateboard deck and a what else did you get a cassette uh, a USB cassette record, yeah. yeah but I told and him how much say? I loved the game he, he said okay. oh do you want one do you want one I was like I'm absolutely joking I would get murdered if I brought more pointless video game I'd, stuff I'd into my home carrying it, I'd have trouble carrying it back Leo what with this award <laughs> I've just won <laughs> <laughs> and you've got hand luggage um, out of interest but, but I was giving them they were giving me codes and stuff to send to the Yogs mm-hmm. cast mm. uh, and, and, and it was a part of it when, you know, and they went oh do you want some seeing as though you're passing it on to everybody else so I was like yeah okay oh nice yeah, you All scratch right, my back them. I'll scratch yours I see how it exactly. works exactly right. and I'm the one giving them a seven on Britain's oldest running or the world's oldest longest running video game radio show how is it possible after 17 years of doing this, I still can't say that. It is. Uh, give it another 17. Yeah. I, um, yeah, talking of reboot, I was genuinely disappointed with your level of gossip. That I, and I was oh, hoping sorry. that actually you were saving some for this intro. <laughs> Did you see anybody my kissing favorite... that shouldn't have been kissing? No, but I'll tell you my favourite moment of, the, of reboot was when I was with a good friend of ours and the show's Nina Cliff, who works for Sumo now, doesn't she? She and does. Uh, we were out by the by the Sheraton pool, and it's like it's a little paddling pool. You can see how deep it is, and Nina stepped in it just to have a little paddle. But it turns out water refracts light, and it was much deeper than she thought. And she was suddenly up to her knees in uh, in water, and um, my daughter just stood there, watched her with her hands behind her back, which is like I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> it was very helpful. And Nina couldn't get out as well because it was slightly too high to make a dignified exit. So that was a that was some low key gossip. I don't know. I don't I don't, I genuinely don't think I saw anything. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. So I did find a piece of video game gossip. I can't say it now. But I will tell you somehow that doesn't help the listeners might have to announce it in the pre-show at our live recording next week okay so uh, it couldn't be said on the radio uh it's too spicy for podcasts join us in the preamble next week uh, instructions yeah. will be on the discord <laughs> yeah that's right um sorry i would just to conclude what i was going to say about mm. your uh, game whose name I've genuinely forgotten. Bots are stupid. Which Bots are stupid. Now. Uh, I'm not going to play the demo because I don't like playing demos because they annoy me 
when I can't play the whole thing and I'm into it, but it sounds like my sort of thing. So I am really, really excited about that. It's good fun. Should be out next month. Should be good. Well, thank you for uh, shoehorning that into the intro, Steve. I'll I'll send you uh, the five pounds as requested and um, the skateboard thanks. deck. <laughs> right. Uh, we should crack on. Thank you for listening to the show, everybody. We'll uh, yeah. Do join Discord uh, where we should be uh, able to invite you to the preamble where you'll be able to hear next week what the gossip Steve couldn't say on the radio or the podcast. Uh, we will reveal it next week. Uh, but until then. Here's the show. Hello, good evening and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show and my name is Steve Curran. Hello, I'm Simon Byron. Simon, this is uh, unusual, isn't it? Because we've just heard the theme tune live for the first time in, I don't know, three years or something. It does feel like we're back in the studio, doesn't it? We're we're, we're tens of miles away from each other. Uh, We're using some new software that allows us to record the show as if we were in the studio. So, uh, sadly, we don't get to see the the wonderful residence staff, but thankfully, we're not sharing earphones with the lot that went before <laughs> us. That's something I don't miss. Yeah, me neither. Uh, that slightly sweaty feeling of easing in after someone and thinking, that is ear sweat, isn't it? Is ear sweat a thing? I don't know. And that was all before COVID as well, wasn't it? Do we mm. know whether you can get it through ears? <laughs> um, what I quite enjoyed uh, then was I was just experimenting with this software as the jingle was played. I got a bit bored. Um, and you can I can mute my mic, which is a, a, something I've struggled to do when we've been recording separately. There's a little button here. Uh, I can mute it. And then whilst the jingle was playing, I shouted a swear. <laughs> I shouted a swear. Uh, then I realised that um, if, if if it goes catastrophically wrong and we do resort to the backup, make a note of that, Steve, OK? Because mm-hmm. otherwise the jingle will come on and then they'll just be swearing over it. It'll be like that should... time that, that that happened. <laughs> that did happen. I should also point out uh, to our listeners that while I said good evening, and this will be airing on Resonance FM in our evening slot on a Monday... Um, we're not actually recording it in the evening today, are we, Simon? I was wondering what was the last time uh, I spoke to you this early was. <laughs> it would have been a while ago. Uh, and I, I'd probably say, so we would have stayed overnight somewhere. Well, actually, wait, mm. maybe that was over when you were in the summer. That's not an entertaining answer, is it? Um, uh, but it would have been at one of the music festivals. Have we stayed at? No. Yeah, because we haven't shared a room for a while, have we? Maybe we Not need to rectify while, yeah. that now that COVID's over. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been a busy uh, few weeks, Simon. I've got a lot to say this episode. Good because I've done nothing. I've let you do all the stuff. Have you? Because that seems high risk. Because I should explain the reason we're recording in the morning is because uh, my child and star reviewer for One Life Left. Um, was behaving so badly last night that we couldn't record 
at 7pm because you would have just heard her screaming in the background throughout. So yeah, we had to postpone to um, to 7.30am on a Monday morning. Now, that uh, is high risk as well because I'm pleased to tell you, Simon, that she continued the screaming all night and I have had one hour's sleep. Oh, blimey. Mm. What are you going to do about that then? Well, I'll tell you what I'm not going to do uh, is the news. So I was sort of hoping you had found <laughs> had found five news stories. Uh, otherwise, we're going to have to fumble our way through. Well, the implication there, Steve, is that you didn't do the work for last night. That's what the implication is. Mm, so it says I, it I, seems I, to me that you had no intention of recording ever. <laughs> Caught in a lie. Um, yeah, no, I, I I usually do the. Uh, do my news research in the hour before Simon to ensure that One Life Left is as up to date as possible. But she was screaming in that hour as well, so yeah, no chance. Oh blimey! Well, Steve, I've got four, uh, but what I will do is I will read out whatever the latest story is on uh, on a video games news website of your choosing. Perfect. All right, cool. We can do that um, later in the show. I will be updating you all on what happened during, uh, well, my literal summer holiday, because I've been in Croatia, where I was on a family holiday, um, and also attended Reboot Develop with some game developers who have previously been on the show, and we'll talk about them, and talk about all of the other things that happened while I was out there. Also, there's been an awful lot going on in the games industry over the last few weeks, hasn't there, Simon? There have been four things. <laughs> shall we shall we hear about them now? Let's hear about them now. should be doing a time check there, shouldn't we, if we're live in the studio. Instead, I was swearing over the news jingle. Uh, be aware of that if you need to fall back. <laughs> I think it's funny. Uh, I wonder yeah. what the dog walkers behind my shed think. We never used to do that at resonance, though. No. We were opposite it's each other. High, we could have risk. done. I suppose. I suppose. It's very early on uh, a Monday morning. As we record, uh, it's probably about... Uh, six minutes past seven on a Monday evening. I'm Simon Byron, and this is the news. Oh wait, we have another jingle, don't we? We have a bed. Not we have a that. bed. We have a ah. bed. And we should be lying over it. Yeah, we don't have that bed. We don't have that bed Brum. on our. Well, can you do it then? Can you do it while I read this out? I don't remember how it went. Boom. How did it go? Uh, it uh, do, 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 do. Yeah, I don't have it downloaded. I'm afraid. Next week. Just loop that. Okay, pretend it's happening in your ears now. A FIFA 23 hero pack, which was mistakenly released by EA, has seen players have millions of coins worth of in-game currency wiped from FIFA 23 Ultimate Team. The pack, which was briefly available from 6pm BST last night, uh, see when this was written, on the 9th of October from videogameschronicle.com, Jordan Midler, uh, Offer players a tradable foot hero item in FIFA 23, some of which are worth millions of coins for 25,000 coins. 
While EA corrected the mistake around 25 minutes after releasing the pack, this didn't stop millions of coins in value from being wiped from FIFA Ultimate Team, as players sold their foot hero items in a panic due to the huge influx of supply. Foot hero items are extremely rare players that can be found in certain packs in Ultimate Team. Foot hero cards are given to players who've made a significant contribution to a club or have become a cult favourite, such as Manchester United midfielder Park Ji Sung. Due to the item's incredible rarity, they are often extremely expensive on FIFA 23 Ultimate Team's virtual transfer market, with some items, such as Yaya Toure, selling for 1.9 million foot coins, which a prominent third-party coin-selling website values at just under £400. However, EA mistakenly released this pack, thus flooding the market with a huge supply of items, uh, and saw all of the prices drop rapidly, with some losing as much as 1 million foot coins in value, around £200 when purchased from a third party. EA has yet to comment on the mistake. However, the damage on the market is permanent. Most, if not all, players have lost value, and while the market has recovered somewhat following the removal of the pack and the subsequent lack of supply of foot hero items, the loss of coins is irreversible. Players who managed to purchase the pack may be in even more luck, however, as the pack was advertised as untradeable, meaning the item couldn't be sold on the transfer market. In past instances, when EA has sold a pack with the wrong description, they typically compensate players with the original pack, meaning some players may receive two-foot hero cards for as little as 25,000 coins. So, many words in that story. Steve, how many mm. of them did you understand? Absolutely bewildered by the whole thing, Simon. I am not a FIFA Ultimate Team player, although I do have the new FIFA and I have played it for upwards of seven minutes. Okay, so you so uh, you haven't got a foot hero card or you haven't bought any Mm-mm. foot coins? No, no, I don't understand that world at all. Do you? Uh, I mean, it sounds like fun, doesn't it, when mm. you uh, read <laughs> this sort of thing out, doesn't it? It sounds like a right laugh. Mm. Um no, I don't. Uh, obviously, this involves playing online, uh, which involves venturing online, which involves playing with children and being called all sorts of slurs uh, and uh, being schooled <laughs> in the art of football. So I do generally try and steer clear of it. But it's also broadly how EA, I believe, make most of their money right from FIFA these days. Yes, um, and yes, it's uh, it's enormously popular. I, I, I believe that uh, actually everything else is window dressing, really, when mm. when it comes to the FIFA games these days, uh, and that uh, that this is what they want you to do. So I've two things to say about this story. One is that I played FIFA for seven minutes. My joypad didn't work. Like it works on all games, um, but when I loaded up FIFA, it was really struggling to detect my joypad, which was super super annoying. Yeah, you, you have to pay uh, two million foot coins in order <laughs> for your game to work. Right, that makes sense now. Eventually I got it to work um, and played, as I said, under seven minutes uh, as Stockport because Stockports are back in FIFA for the first time in, I don't know, 12, 15 years. Very, very, very exciting. Very exciting. Congratulations. I saw they won at the weekend as well. Um mm. What are the player likenesses like? Because as you go, as you travel down the leagues, they sort of generally get worse and worse, don't they? So I didn't get a chance to interrogate that very often, uh, very in in much depth. Um, I saw a couple of them who were recognisably okay. the right players, about, but right. mostly because they had hair or they didn't have hair, which yeah. is yeah the sort of level of detail I'm expecting. What about the ground? Um, I, I didn't see the ground. 
I didn't okay. get a chance to look at that, but I will be going back to it at some point. Um, but the reason it's especially exciting that Stockport are in FIFA this year is because it's not going to be called FIFA, is it, anymore? We know that. We've covered that on the show. We actually covered the sort of flirting when right at the start they said, oh, we might we might not care if you're taking FIFA around. Now, do you know what, already, already got another girlfriend. Do you know what the new name is, Simon? Yeah, isn't it EA Sports FC? Something like that, isn't it? Well, I heard it the other day for the first time when I was doing a Mariochi show in Guildford the other night for one special day, which was excellent. Um, people were heckling you by shouting yeah. out the, ne- the new name of FIFA. Well, no, we have a song which hasn't been done for about 10 years, which is based on uh, the Propellerhead's history repeating. And it's about FIFA repeating each year, writes itself. It was interesting to see how it basically held up, even though we hadn't sung it for 10 years, it was still effectively... There was a joke about Rooney having new hair, which was, uh, which, which sort of didn't work anymore. Topical. Anyway, Topical. <laughs> yeah, someone, uh, someone said, yeah, well, you can't do that song anymore. And I was like, it's not a problem. We haven't done it for 10 years. But <laughs> it's been cancelled. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, um, uh, the name was so unmemorable, I forgot it almost immediately. EA Sports FC. That's not going to work, is it? Uh, it'll be interesting to see, won't it? I mean, so uh, there has been precedent when one football game has uh, fallen out with its uh, owner uh, or partner, I should say, previously, um, when a championship manager went to football manager, mm. seems to be doing okay, and championship manager is no more. Um, so, don't know, maybe FIFA will collapse. <laughs> All right, you ready for news story two? News story two. Oh, well done. <laughs> Uh, a prominent voice actor has criticised Nintendo and Illumination for not using Nintendo veteran Charles Martinet as the voice of Nintendo's mascot in the upcoming animated film. Tara Strong, who is one of the most prolific voice actors thanks to her roles as Harley Quinn, Tim Turner, brackets fairly odd parents, uh, and Twilight Sparkle, brackets My Little Pony, among dozens of others, posted several tweets in support of Martinet following the release of the first trailer of, for the Super Mario Brothers movie. It should be Charles, tweeted Strong posting a picture of the two actors together, holding an image of a Mario-themed My Little Pony. In another tweet, Strong more directly criticised Nintendo and Illumination, saying, voice actors, I'm going to put my heart and soul into this for at least 20 years, help sell billions in merch, make the studio millions of dollars and make generations around the world happy. Hollywood, we don't care. Uh, considering Martinet's long association with the Nintendo mascot, Chris Pratt was a controversial choice for the movie role. Unsurprisingly, fans have already used AI to insert Martinet's voice into the Mario movie trailer. While some have criticised the film casting Pratt as the plumber when it was first announced earlier this year, the co-producer of the film has publicly defended him. That's from videogameschronicle.com, written yesterday. Um... Uh, a few sick burns here in this story, Steve, that I liked. Uh, so Tara Strong, most prolific voice actors, thanks to her roles as Harley Quinn, no brackets, Timmy Turner, brackets, fairly odd parents, and Twilight <laughs> brackets, My Little Pony. Um, I'm imagining fairly odd parents was a, a uh, was a piece of media that she voiced as opposed to a commentary on um, <laughs> her actual parents. Um, um, and then... Yeah, voice actor second- supporting voice actor is not a... Surprise here, really. It's not a news story so much, but it does give a lead into uh, a couple of things um, about this. But sorry, you I interrupted you. No, no, uh, no. You carry on. Well, one is she's not alone in criticising Chris Pratt's voice, is she? 
No, everyone else's <laughs> as well. Yeah, um, because he's doing... Well, how would you describe the voice he's doing for Mario? Uh, I watched the trailer with the sound down, to be honest with you, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right, it's well, subtitle. Me... All of his words are spelled correctly. I'll describe it. It's Chris Pratt's voice. Okay. Like, that's what he's doing. And I think he built it up a little bit by saying, oh, you guys, I'm cooking up something a little bit special uh, for this, for the voice. Well, he's, he's doing Chris Pratt's voice. That's what he's doing. Um, the second thing is that this isn't the only controversy around the trailer, is it, Simon? Uh, is it that it didn't actually have any audio? I mean, I wouldn't know. <laughs> no, do you know the other thing the internet is cross about? Again, I, I said that's why I was doom scrolling the other day. I saw some people, um, are they commenting on his bottom or something? They are. They are, are they? Right. really cross about Mario's butt. Okay. Like, w- with some sort of, like, technical justification, a man a man of of that size who spends all day jumping, he should have some weight there. He should have, he should have some, um, some volume. But, yeah. Saying his so butt what, is so too he, flat. He's got a flat butt, has he? Very flat butt. I mean, isn't one of his moves actually like landing on his butt and things where he's going to flatten mm. Well, right? you'd say he's going to do that all the time. He needs a bit of cushioning, surely. Okay. I mean, is it, are, are, are there any more important things to get annoyed about at the moment or not? I'm not sure. <laughs> well, the as the internet moves very, very, very fast, the backlash to that backlash is saying, you're all falling for it. This is... Just what Sonic, the Sonic movie did, release something that you can all get annoyed about, and then fix it, and then come back with a you know a Mario with an ample butt, and you can all feel like you've made a difference, save the movie, and feel some emotional buy-in uh, to what you know is probably going to be a fine movie. I mean, that's you know, there's there's four D chess, and then there's and then there's <laughs> this, isn't there? Did you see um, Sonic? Did you like Sonic? Yeah, I, I did quite like it. I mean, I didn't have, I didn't get angry with anybody before it came out, and then I watched mm. it, and it was, I had very low expectations, and I thought it was fine. Yeah, same. I can't remember a thing about it, a single no. thing, and it will be the same. This will be entirely the same. There will be some quips that you go, oh, that was quite funny actually, and a lot of points where you can go, oh, I recognise that from that, and that's very very exciting. Uh, and then you won't. It will not impact your life in any way at all. It will wash away the next morning. Seven out of ten. <laughs> all right. News story three. Uh huh. Valve has announced that the Steam Deck no longer has a waiting list. Users can now buy one directly from the official Steam Deck website without having to place a reservation and wait until their place in the queue is reached. Starting today, Steam Deck is available without a reservation, the company tweeted. Order one now and we'll ship it to you now. The company also announced that the Steam Deck docking station is also available starting today. The docking station costs £80 or $90 and can be used to display the Steam Deck on a TV or monitor or simply acts as a charging stand. Valve stresses in an FAQ that the docking station isn't the only way to display Steam Deck games on a screen and that a number of other third-party USB-C docks are compatible too. It added that while Steam Decks are in stock now, it could temporarily sell out again in the future. We're doing our best to keep Steam Decks in stock, but there's always a chance demand will be outside our expectations and explained. If that happens, some models in some regions might temporarily revert back to reservations while we catch up. There we go, Steve. You've got no excuse now. And uh, mm. logging on, um, you know, up to the minute. Earlier today, 
uh, we checked the Steam website, uh, and you can buy one now. Expected delivery two to four weeks, so not immediately. Still much better, though, eh? Mm, Are you going to get one? It is. I have not one? got one, and I am... Here's the problem, Simon. We're now in that hardware window where the device has been out long enough for people to start talking about the next iteration of the device, what they're going to improve, the problems with the version out there right now. And I don't want to be one of these people who buys it and then the next day they go, ah, oh, you know, there's a better screen, bigger hard disk uh, out there. So, yeah, I want so one. Are you going to are you, are you stop buying anything now then? Well, the other piece of good news, the other thing that I've been getting on with while I've been we've been on our break is we now have access to the One Life Left bank accounts again. Ooh, what's the pin number? <laughs> Actually, that's the one thing we don't have access to. <laughs> good. Yeah, they won't. They, they keep promising to send it me, but it never arrives. Um, yeah, but we do. You know, theoretically, could uh, could put one on Spencer's, couldn't I? But uh, yeah, I haven't done that yet. I'm I'm not sure of the use case, right? Like I don't travel as much as I used to. But a friend of the show, Ed, he was telling me that as a travel machine, it's not that great. It's slightly too big. Uh, But as a machine for just sitting around on the couch and playing games, it's perfect. And that is kind of my major use case here. So yeah, that's persuaded me a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I haven't travelled much. Um, and yes, you need to buy some supporting technology, like a battery pack, etc., if you are going to go away. But when you do travel extensively on a train or on a plane, they generally have plugs now. So uh, mm. that shortcoming could be overlooked. But absolutely, the uh, suspend and resume feature, which which generally works, sometimes it's a it has a little a bit of a of a wobble um, in certain games when you when you turn it back on. But that idea that you can just play a PC game for ten minutes here and there, you know, whilst you're waiting for your daughter to stop screaming, uh, <laughs> that, that sort of thing has enabled me to finish far more many far more games than I have done. Um, previously so yeah in that sense it's really good you also though do become uh super super picky in terms of what you're playing i've been bouncing off games left right and center uh, mm. during our break if something has happened that's annoyed me i'm like right you're getting uninstalled because you have to be sort of pretty precious about what's on your hard disk um in terms of uh improvements valves are being pretty good about enabling users to upgrade things as they come not that there are any yet but in the future you know you can open it up and and the hope is that you will be able to stick um, a better battery in uh, or if yours degrades apparently it's really straightforward to slip and slip a bigger hard drive in there um so yeah what are you waiting for come in come on in Mm, jump on in maybe maybe for christmas uh, depending on <laughs> depending on how our currency uh, devalues itself over the next few months, uh, and also depending on whether I get the one life left pin number or not. Uh, new story four. Nintendo is reportedly cracking down on uncensored nudity in adult themed games on the Switch eShop. That's according to Amazing Mature Brackets Lewd Titles publisher Gamuzumi, who has put out numerous adult themed Switch games in recent years, including Elves Fantasy Hentai Puzzle, Beauty Bounce, and Inside Her Brackets Bedroom. However, according to. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> exactly. That's, that's an important clarification to me. However, according to the company, its next hentai-themed game, Hot Tentacles Shoot, has been rejected by Nintendo because of an allegedly refreshed stance on adult content on the eShop. We've received an answer from Nintendo, and now we have a confirmation that they do not allow uncensored boobs on their console now, it claimed. Basically, obscene content could damage the brand and infringe its policies. This means that now all games with boobs nudity should be censored. And that's why our game, brackets, Hot Tentacles Shoot, was rejected in the first place. It added, also our recently announced game, Elves Christmas Hentai Puzzle, was also rejected due to having nudity. That's all the info we have so far. We'll try to, spend, we'll try to send the games without nudity for approval again and see what they say and update the thread if necessary. If true, the new policies could mean that other publishers of adult content on the Switch could see, soon see their games censored. Uh, and then some research here uh, that videogameschronicle.com conducted, <coughs> which reads like an excuse to me. A brief search of the Nintendo eShops <laughs> reveals that games such as Fantasy Tavern, Sextet, Panty Party and Doki Doki Pants have been approved for release <laughs> in the last year. <laughs> Do any of those titles have brackets in? Because I feel they would all benefit from Sadly, <laughs> Last year, two puzzle games released on the Switch eShop, openly advertising that they can be played with one hand. <laughs> I mean, come on, who's... Uh, so this is uh, Andy Robinson. Um, and this feels like a new story that's been written in case anybody looks at Andy's search history. Uh, <laughs> no, I was just researching. I was just doing a quick browse of the eShop. And then I made my excuses and left. <laughs> mm. Simon, I, like, I, I, have you... No. Yeah, you're a man of the world. No, I, I am, and I haven't. In your Steam recommendations, mm. are there any titles of a prurient nature with brackets uh, in? <laughs> generally not, no, because I think because you can hide that stuff if you don't want to see it, Steve. Yeah, I haven't. But, like, well, I, I... Show me I, more! I, can you, you no, can push yeah. the button raising an eyebrow? <laughs> um, every, every... You know the Steam list of ten that it... it uh, your... What is it called? Your queue... What, 10 sexiest, uh, ten sexiest ten, games. Yeah, um, it's every time in the ten, there's one piece of absolute filth. Is like, there now? And genuinely, how tempted have you been? Well, I've put in my date of birth when it said. Have you? Are you, are you sure you're, you're too old for this, Steve? Come on, you've um, got a kid. Yeah, no. Um, it's almost like it's it's paging through, you know, like some some indie puzzle games. It's like, oh, would you, you you might like this, you might like this, you might like this game that everyone's playing, and then almost at the end, it's just like, yeah. Not does judging that you. list does that list update depending on what night it is? It's a Friday <laughs> night, two o'clock in the morning. Gabe leads Gabe leans in and goes, "I know what you're after." So, I don't know where it's where. Like I. Swear, it must, other, it must be other people in the house they're using your. Yeah, your it must be. <laughs> I swear on this, on this, uh, on this radio show's life that um, the the sexiest game that I've played on there is um, is uh, Hatful Boyfriend, and that's pitching. That's fine, right? You know what? What do they say? Um, you shouldn't. Uh... What's that saying that people use where you, you you don't comment on what other people like? 
Now, there are people screaming it now on the bus or on the train or at their radio saying, you shouldn't yuck. Is it you shouldn't yuck? I don't know. My my wife knows. (laughs) I can't remember. Anyway, the point is, you know, each to their own. As long as you're not Mm -hmm. harming others, Steve, it's not illegal. Pigeons are fine. Okay. Good. All right. Good when, to know. you know, the answer to what is the sexiest game on Steam, uh, it's Final Fantasy VII Remastered. Oh, no. Why is the jingle not firing? It's given up. It's given up. Smooth no. <laughs> uh, exit from the news there. What about Story 5, though? You said you were, you were looking at I didn't. Up. I said if you when you listen back, when you have to edit out the swear words, um, uh, it's uh, me saying that I found four. <laughs> All right, thanks, Simon. Thanks, D. Genuinely, Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Let's crack on, Steve. Don't let it look. We're professional broadcasters. Don't let this phase you. This is quite annoying. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is where we'd normally have a ident and then a piece of music. Uh, but instead, uh, we're not going to have either of those things because um, uh, it's been so such a busy time, Simon. I've got a lot to update people on. I should say what this show is. This is One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. Uh, we're a video game radio show. Resonance is a brilliant, brilliant radio station broadcasting in London. Uh, and we've been doing that with them for 16 or even 17 years now, which makes us the longest running radio station in uh, radio show in the world on the best radio station in the world. Um, we are also a podcast. You can find that at www.onelifeleft.com. And there you can read the show notes. In the show notes, there's a link to our Discord so you can hang out with us. Uh, and from next week... You should be able to listen live and potentially watch us live as well, Simon. I could think of few things worse. (laughs) Um, Yeah, we can have an audience and we can have guests again, which is quite exciting. Oh, good news. Yeah, it is good news. But we won't be able to play jingles. 
Okay, so um, we were going to talk about something, and we were going to talk about... So let's talk about Croatia. Okay. Generally speaking, and specifically, that's where I was for Reboot Develop Blue. It's where you should have been as well, Simon, but real life got in the way, didn't it? Yeah, and to be honest with you, I thought I was going to be flown out just to help with Marioki, but then they said, can you do a talk? And I thought, I, don't, I didn't have the time to write a talk, so I didn't go. <laughs> Uh, well, next time they want us to do the radio show out there, and okay. uh, <laughs> listeners will be well aware of how much prep goes into that, so you should be <laughs> fine. So the last, um, first of all, good. Um, I'm happy to go. Uh, I can I can start packing now because you know it's it, it's great for those that went to Croatia. Uh, what's not great is if for everybody else who sits has to sit and watch Twitter of people posting these fantastic um, sunrises, sunsets, uh, you know, jaunts around Dubrovnik, uh, the whole lot. The last photo that you sent me, Steve, via WhatsApp, <laughs> um, is of a man in the sea. The games industry's James Bond emerging from the water, his body glistening in whatever sea Dubrovnik's on, um, glistening from that... Uh, as he's staring at another man's partner again. <laughs> My partner. And I WhatsApped that to you and said, it's happening again. Uh, yeah, Charles Cecil was emerging from the sea. <laughs> Is that how he arrived, I'd imagine, at the conference? Well, you know what he described it to me as? He described it to me as his Ursula Andress moment. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was great to see Charles there, especially like that, obviously, mm. uh, on the beach. Um, but it is that kind of conference. Um, it's a beautiful, beautiful setting uh, in Dubrovnik. On I think the Sheraton is called the Sheraton Riviera, and that's the kind of atmosphere there. And there's a lot of events going on, as you said. We did Marioki out there, and that was brilliant as well. Talk about that in a second. But uh, yeah, it's it's more than that. It's got fantastic talks, really, really good talks, well attended talks as well. Especially surprising given I've been to some of these conferences before when it's really nice and everyone just goes out and doesn't go to the talks. Um, oh, I thought that they were performative attendances for the pictures on Twitter so that you could show your bosses that you were somewhere listening when actually everybody... And I know that they were just wearing loose trousers over their trunks <laughs> and as soon as the photos had been taken you were all jumping in the pools together well let me tell you simon my talk standing room only well that's so that what when people were wearing flippers and a snorkel so they right. get straight in the water people it was actually it was people standing near the exit ready to go when it sort of <laughs> lost a bit of steam no there was genuinely it was it was standing room only in my talk uh, which i assume was partially due to the fact that i offered people beer if they came along um yeah but it was it was fantastic to do a talk to a, a, an audience like that um rami one of the people standing near the exit actually uh said he hated it afterwards okay what was, he, he, was he doing a funny it was it was slight funny he was telling other people he hated it because uh in his words he so it's called killing the games industry my talk it's a list of 100 to 1 of uh, of things that are killing the games industry and he said it's the only talk he's jealous of because i've contrived a reason to spend an hour an hour and 20 minutes actually uh slagging off the games industry being mean about everything and then doing a minute at the end where i go yeah but is it that bad 
isn't it kind of good? Uh, and then everyone goes away a little bit happy. Okay. I mean, I think you should make that point up. You should make you number one. <laughs> you make Barry well, feel bad about himself. I think I'm number two. Uh, in there. I think it, I think I, okay. I think it does it does say number two or number three. It's me. Spoilers. Um, so that was really really good. And yeah, we did Marioki as well, and that was fantastic. We did it on the closing night. And uh, yeah, again, yeah, really, yeah, really yeah, 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 yeah. Very interesting. But tell us, who looks best in swimming gear? Was <laughs> Charles obviously? Okay, who's second? Well, all Charles right, is Charles's then. son. <laughs> right, without commentary then, how many games industry professionals, in inverted commas, did you see in swimwear? <laughs> I think just those two. Really? Maybe. So there was no one else bobbing up and down in the hotel pool. I want to. I want to. I want a, a Mike Bithell on a lilo drinking cocktails. Mm. Well, I wasn't in that hotel. I was in a hotel up the road, and actually, they had, I did see what, so they one other person in that pool. So. Um, okay. Yeah, I could have, you know, I could. If you're in the Sheraton, you could definitely observe, take photos, use those photos for whatever purposes you wish of to a, use them for. Of a, of a bobbing Mike Bithell. Um, secondly, <laughs> um, who do you think put the least effort in, in terms of being at a conference in a, in a lovely uh, location, sunny, lots to see and do? Uh, was there anybody that you saw bunking off? You don't have to name them, but like someone walking around with lots of shopping, <laughs> whilst then mm. sitting down for one photo at a talk, put, putting their putting their lanyard on, putting a t-shirt on, and then a lanyard. I saw someone who typically has a lot of meetings at these conferences, and I asked if I could see them, uh, if they could squeeze me in, and they said, "Absolutely no problem. I'm doing f all. I've done enough this year already." <laughs> Oh, and it's, and it's still two months to go. Okay, that's good. <laughs> so, did, so, yeah. so did you see them? I did see them. Wow. I did. And then, that's, then they should have even more time off, shouldn't they? <laughs> okay. Yeah, um, and quite. then anything, is there anything else that happened that you couldn't say on a radio show? Well, interesting. Um, I suppose I should mention that I won an award. Congratulations. What was the award for, Steve? So... Yeah, I'm not clear. Exactly clear. I uh, I, I mean, was hosting I, the awards, so it was kind of weird. From what I will say, from you know, congratulations, obviously, but there was some discrepancy, some discrepancy between your description of the award and what it says on the award. Yeah. So on the award, it says uh, hero award. Insert name here. <laughs> and insert so achievement like, here. Yeah, this is this is nice. I like I like to be a hero, but what am I a hero of? And so I googled it, uh, reboot develop hero award, and it said life achievement. Okay, is that good or bad though? Does that mean it's over? It's tricky, isn't it? I so mm. um, you know, you find me in my shed, Steve. I've got uh, two awards here. Uh, I've got CTW PR Executive of the Year two thousand. Um. <laughs> Sponsored by PC Gaming magazine. Um, now, none of these media properties exist uh, mm-hmm. uh, anymore. It's slightly chipped here. Um, but obviously, I was very good. Peter K gave me that. Um, the second one I got was uh, MCV Awards 
2018 Industry Hero of the Year. Okay, great. Um, certainly didn't deserve it. Very unexpected. Uh, but um, I felt um, very lucky to have been given. Hold that. on. So we're both heroes. Well, so yes, but but the, but the point I was going to make was um, also. So I was given this at, during that award. Mm-hmm. That, so that's the MTV Awards uh, 2018 Industry Hero of the Year. Simon Byron. Um, there was also an award for Person of the Year mm. that year. Okay. But that a hero now, is better than a person. You would have thought, wouldn't you? Mm. But the People Award was the Person Award was given out after mine. Now, all heroes are people, but not all people <laughs> are heroes, are they? So, Steve, you can take, yourself, take some comfort in that. Did they hand out a Person Award then? Yours. No, they, so okay. I I Good. did I, I did my awards bit, and then I went off stage and started texting people, uh, and trying to locate where the gin and tonic was. Um, and Demir, who runs the conference, was handing out two awards: one for the local hero, uh, you know, in the creation games industry, and then one for the hero hero. And yeah, first, uh, first, I, I, it was sort of wasn't that I wasn't listening but I did think my time on stage had been done and I'd slightly emotionally checked out and uh yeah the, the, he was reading the sort of qualities of this person and definitely I didn't think oh that's me until he said <laughs> until he said and he's a really good singer at which point I thought two things well that is definitely not me but also why would he be mentioning singing at all and then it was me. And then I was up. Did there. you make a speech? Well, this was the other thing. So I'd been asked to host the awards basically earlier in that day, and so I—I I mean, that is heroic, that. though, Steve. Oh, thank you. Thank you think you were up for that award it. before you agreed? Yeah, no. <laughs> Someone dropped out, and I got their award and the uh, spot uh, hosting. And I did a little presentation because one of the things uh, that was great about this conference is I actually brought Alice. Um, uh, which that, maybe I mean, is why she's become more monstrous in the last week. No smirch on your daughter, of course, but why <laughs> is that great? The whole point of going away to conferences is to get away <laughs> from Alice. <laughs> well, it was it was really really nice to uh, to see her. So Rami tweeted this um, that he'd just seen near the end of my talk. He'd just seen a mother and child walk into my talk and walk straight out as soon as I said the f word. And he hadn't realised that was my partner and my daughter. Um, apparently, they didn't walk out because of the swear, though. They walked out because um, Alice wasn't very interested and thought it was very boring, which she told me about. Uh, she told there me wasn't about later. swearing, she said, Daddy. She, well, she also said I wasn't a hero, I was a person, which is, yeah, again, bringing me down to earth. But she, um, you know, she she met some, uh, some, some of my games industry friends and she also got quite into the idea of making video games so she got this little notepad i started writing down her game ideas and that was what i presented to the awards audience and did some dumb jokes around that and then um had to present all the awards so by the time it was my award i'd used up all of my stage jokes banter i have no idea what i said i think i just said thanks this is weird thanks uh anyway it was very, very Congratulations. kind of them. Congratulations. Uh, <laughs> Much deserved. To give me an award. I have a piece of Perspex on my mantelpiece for now until the cats knock it over. And I guess that goes with the only other award that I've ever won, which is the Games Media Award that we won. 
we're, I mean, you know, we're going to need a bigger trophy <laughs> cabinet, aren't we? Now we've got th- uh, three. Um, we did win that, and that was a long time ago, wasn't it? Uh, and a that, long those time awards ago. no longer exist either. Um, no. So, uh, so they can't take that off us, even after Guy Cocker won it the following year. <laughs> <laughs> Good. All well, right. congratulations. Um, I'm glad you. you had a nice time. I'm. Sl- I, I will admit, I'm slightly disappointed at the level of gossip that you've um, returned with, and I would. You know, when we sit down at the end of the year and we review our performance, that will be something to improve to improve upon. I would say for uh, twenty twenty three, you'll be there in April, Simon. You can help us collate gossip, and we'll do it live from Dubrovnik. I'll be causing gossip. Who's that man in the flippers and snorkeling attends <laughs> all the talks? <laughs> all right, let's do the letters. Uh, have you looked into the inbox this week, Simon, yet? Uh, I'm, I'm doing it currently, Stian. I can see a lot of press releases in there. Thanks for those pre- PR agencies. I can see the invoice that we signed for all the money that we get for the podcast. We made 16 quid in September, Steve. That is excellent because this new... Uh... This new podcasting surface costs us 30 quid. So we've got like a target there now. That's fantastic. Do you remember when we um, hosted our own book launch party um, and we sold copies <laughs> of our book? And I think we were the only people that have ever lost money on their own book. <laughs> I do remember that, yes. I do. I do. Uh, no letters from me at the moment. What about the Discord, Steve? Let me have a look in the mailbag channel. Um, I've got a copy. Of, I mean, so it's a shame you can't see the rest of the show, but I do have. Why did you do that? I've got a copy of that book, um, signed by Nolan Bushnell. I don't know why. I, I don't quite why I got him to sign Mark, the book that we wrote. I mean, his his uh, name is in the title, so hidden the name of his game is in the title. But it's a strange, it's a strange thing. I once signed one of Stephen Poole's books. <laughs> Good. It just seemed like a. It just seemed much, much quicker than having to write something good. Um, okay. Uh, yes, I think we've got a. We've we've got a uh, couple of letters here. Have we had this one? Uh, this is from. Oh. See, Matt B ninety writes. Might be too late for this week, but giving it a go. And I think okay. it's arrived after last time. Hello, team yep. and SSG. Well, Matt, we can have SSGs soon. So, uh, The recently announced Assassin's Creed Mirage has got a lot of attention for its desire to return to the style of older games, focusing on stealth and one main city. But its main appeal to me as a parent to two small children is that it's going to be about 15 hours long instead of 150. I just don't have time for never-ending service games and would like some adventures to complete. I can't be alone in this with more parent gamers than ever. Do you think we'll see more of a backlash to the giant games and see smaller but high-budget games in the near future, maybe on subscription services? Thanks, Matt. What do you think, Simon? I think uh, yes, uh, but that's not why subscription and services uh, exist generally, is it? They tend to reward games that people keep going back to. So mm. uh, the idea of a one-and-done uh, single-player game uh, doesn't uh, tick their K- KPIs. Um, 
However, as long as those subscription services do continue to uh, support some of those, then yeah, there's a great space for that. I think we talked before about games like The Last Stop, uh, which was a game I finished on Game Pass, um, an episodic uh, narrative game um, that there's absolutely no way I would have uh, tried had it not been for Game Pass. So I do hope that they continue to uh, get the space that they, they deserve because absolutely, these Ubisoft games, are just becoming so full of bloat and systems that they are impenetrable at the start. And, um, yeah, secondly, just sort of serve to uh, complicate what should, what used to be simple tasks and actions within video games suddenly become crafting menus and uh, and all this sort of nonsense that, um, yeah, just stretch out the game when all you want to be doing is assassins and creeding. I think it would be a huge development in video games uh, if the model moved to games under five hours ideally (laughs) something around two or three Um, and I wonder, I've always wondered whether that would be something that's possible algorithmically so big games like e.g. The Last of Us could ask you how long do you want to play this for? Do you want the big (laughs) version or do you want the small version? And if you choose the small version, when you get to a puzzle where you have to push some crates so that Ellie can get across a swamp, you do that one time, and then you don't have to do it five more times across the next hour of gameplay because Naughty Dog feel like they have to mine that mechanic for the amount of money that they have spent on it. Instead, you do it once, and you feel something, and you move on. Um, I would love that, and, and it feels possible. And it unlocks unlocks all the achievements. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I think yeah, we will start to see more games targeted um, like that. I don't think it will be soon. I did read um, someone talking about Netflix's continued push into the video game market um, and saying how interesting it is that they are picking up now some veteran free-to-play developers, and they're saying all right, it's great, come over to us because you won't have to worry about monetization, you know, and now you're free to do whatever you want. And obviously that is total BS, right? Because instead they have to worry about, presumably, like you say, engagement um, and how long people are playing these games for. Uh, And that is essentially just the same stat as monetization, just expressed differently, it's stickiness. So, yeah, I think that's a bit of a false storm for this. Um, but I think generally we have seen a drop in AAA title playthroughs. If you look at, I don't know, um, if you look at games like The Last of Us, they are not the sort of Final Fantasy VII length, are they? They're not 40 hours, they're more like 12. Uh, I don't know how long Spider-Man is, but I assume you can get through the, the sort of story in somewhere below yeah, that. about that. Yeah, around that, I think. Yep, and uh, I would yeah, just like it to be half again. <laughs> there you go. Uh, any more letters? Uh, we have uh, we have one from Zubair who says, Hello team in SSG. I've been locked out of my Discord account. I swapped phones and didn't save my backup codes when I set up my 2FA. So goodbye, Discord. Uh, this is just a public service announcement to remember to save your backup codes. Also, my question is, have you ever done something that locked you out of a game, a game-breaking glitch or bug that made you lose your progress? Love the show. Zubair. No, uh, not that I recall. I did have a, uh, a girlfriend once who wiped my eco-save 
uh, <laughs> we are no longer together. <laughs> uh, I, I remember it wasn't because of that. Sorry, let's let's be clear. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not much <laughs> of a tyrant. I remember finding myself in a situation in No Man's Sky on. Uh... Oh, actually, I've just thought of another one. A situation on No Man's Sky where I. I was on uh, permadeath mode and I could not get out of the place that I'd found myself in. And that was enough for me to walk away from that game. I was just able to say, hey, that's the end of my story. I died on the planet. And that was kind of good for me. Uh, also, Skyrim, I made it policy to never use fast travel in that game because for me, the purpose was not ticking off missions, but to feel the scope of the world and to explore it. And at one point, trying to traverse a mountain in a way that the game had not intended me to, I found myself stuck between, uh, you know, uh, two <laughs> two spikes on a mountain. Couldn't get out of it and had to fast travel out of there. And that immediately killed my love for the game as well. I was like, well, don't, don't understand the point anymore. Um, so, yeah, I guess that counts. Good stuff. Uh, I'm worried about the time, Steve. Uh, we've got reviews to do. Should we uh, yeah. thank people for their letters? Do keep them coming. Um, and if you were, yes, you can start suggesting guests now or even nominate yourself. Uh, and if you fancy that, please email team at onelifeleft.com. Reviews. Very good, Simon. Um, Thanks. Not quite. I was just oh. about to say one thing. Um, this is One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show. Um, Charles did say in his swimwear, uh, he said, Steve, please can I come back on the radio show? Please can I come back on the radio show? You'll have to let me back on the radio show. So, yes, maybe we'll have him explaining himself. On the show uh, do we do we permit uncensored boobs? <laughs> yeah, well, there is an option in the back end of this software, which is uh, record video or not. You'll be glad to know I haven't ticked that today. But when Charles is on, I will make sure. All right, let's do the uh, let's do the reviews. What have you been playing, Steve? Oh, Simon, I've been playing so much. In addition to my seven minutes on FIFA. Um, just lots and lots and lots of games, but the one that I think I want to review is that dome game. What's it called? Dome Keeper. Dome Keeper. Thank you. Now, this was uh, blowing up in a kind of indie whisper way while I was at uh, Reboot Develop. A lot of the people I talked to said, "Have you played Dome Keeper? You know, Dome Keeper is really good. It's just made by two people." Uh, and it's, you know, really, really very addictive, compulsive core game loop. Uh, have you played it, Simon? I have not, Steve. Okay, well, for those of you like you who haven't played it, um, it's a roguelike, which in <laughs> these days just means it's procedurally generated a bit and you play the same thing over and over and over again and you get a bit better at it and you pick up perks that allow you to start with slightly better stuff. Um, you are in a dome on a planet, which is, uh, you've crash landed there and the dome, this glass bubble, snow globe uh, in 2D is being aggressively attacked by aliens. And there's basically two parts to the game. One is 
you dig beneath the dome and try and find resources. The second part is you defend yourself against aliens that are trying to smash the dome. And those happen in turn. So you're given, a, you know, 90 seconds, dig down, get as much stuff, bring it up top, spend that stuff on buying a better weapon or whatever, and then shoot down the aliens in a kind of missile command sub game. Is it called a sub game if it's sort of 50% of the game? I don't know. Um, yeah, and it's, it is really, really compulsive. It is very, very grindy. Um, my problem with it is that I don't find it to be very different from game to game. So while that sort of compulsive Mr. Driller-like uh, or Steamworld Dig-like mechanic of digging down, oh, is there a gem behind this block? Oh, there is, little endorphin rush. Oh, here's an exciting thing, take it up top. I'll upgrade my character slightly to get more gems, uh, is compulsive. It feels very, very slow, very, very hard work. A game unfolds over about 45 minutes, and I would say it would be, uh, I don't know, better paced if it was 10 to 15 minutes and everything happened a bit faster um and yeah i don't i don't find the game sort of varying either what i will say is it is beautifully and lovingly made everything has impact everything feels good the audio is fantastic and i'm sure it's one of these core mechanics that now it's done really really well they're going to build out and build on into a bigger experience and they've already added, I think, some game modes. There are hooks there for other things as well. So I'm really, really looking forward to seeing what it is in a year or so's time. 7 out of 10. Good stuff. Uh, I've been playing a couple of games. Uh, Four Tales, um, which is uh, Slay the Spire with a, uh, with a story. A narrative Slay the Spire. Um, it's... Uh, I forget who made it, actually. Uh, published by Dear Villagers... Um, developed by Alchemy. Um, yeah, so it's a it's a narrative based deck builder, um, uh, which most of the store feels like a very very um, modern take on the choose your own adventure books. Although played with a uh, with decks of cards, um, beautifully presented, um, interesting uh, switch on the deck builder. Most of them are sort of combat games. Whilst this does have combat in it, it does have choices that you can make that affect where the story goes um, and how your characters get on, etc. Uh, found it a bit overwhelming at first, but stuck with it um, thanks to the art style um, and production on it, which is super lovely, sort of fantasy world. Um, yeah, really, really good. Very, very different. If you do like card-based games, and let's face it, who doesn't? Uh, this is much more of uh, a story-based one. Uh, seven out of ten. Um, recommend that. Uh, cautiously recommend Lego Brick Tales. I've had my eye on this for ages. Was very much looking forward to it. Um, early doors for me. Um, it's a Lego. Lego basically feels like um, a Captain Toad's. Uh, uh, you know the, the isometric Captain Toad game, mm -hmm. um, uh, but infused with Lego building in it. So you play through these these sort of isometric dioramas, almost um, uh, completing puzzles which require you to construct things out of Lego. Uh, it's not quite as freeform as I had hoped that it would be. Um, and uh, so actually putting the bricks together and all that sort of stuff, you're sticking to, to broadly speaking, rigid templates initially. Um, it's opening up slightly, but uh, hasn't got as quickly as I'd like at the moment. Uh, I'm not certain it's quite as good as the other LEGO games, but I will stick with it. 7 out of 10. Brilliant. Thanks, Simon. Um, 
that's it, isn't it? I think we're basically at the back end of the show now. Thanks for bearing with us. I mean, you, Simon, as well as all of our audience through all these technical glitches. But it's been quite fun, hasn't it, having this yes. new platform? Yes, we're going to have to play the theme immediately. Uh, and we will have uh, an audience next time and maybe even a guest. Uh, thanks for Resonance for hosting us. And thank you so much to everyone for listening. Until next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>